0: Welcome to Faith at Eight. I'm Shanna. I'm Jill. We are two friends helping turn your eyes from the world
1: to the word through candid conversations fueled by Jesus and more Jesus.
0: On today's Faith at Eight, (laughs) your face is amazing right there. Okay. On today's Faith at Eight, we are back in Daughters of Grace, and we are talking about Mary Magdalene today. So basically what you just told
1: everyone is they really should watch the YouTube because our facial expressions make it this podcast a thousand times better.
0: Yes. And it's already pretty awesome. True statement. People who tune into YouTube do get a little bit different flavor along with the audio. So hi YouTube people. You're special today. Here's our shout out to our YouTube audience.
1: Oh my. So I don't know about you, but since I have watched chosen, the whole entire time you were reading this,
0: did you envision the actress that plays Mary Magdalene yes. on Chosen? Yeah, I did too. Oh, absolutely. Every time, every time I read about her in the Bible, I now have this like imagery of her, which is helpful for me. Like I'm somebody who's very visual, so to be mm-hmm. able to have a face that I can really put as a character really, really helps me um, like grow a deeper understanding of who she is. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, so just thought i throw that in there.
1: Um, so oh yeah, I'm supposed to give a synopsis. Hi, my name is Shanna. So Mary Magdalene, she is actually one of the most prominent women in the in the New Testament because she is in all four Gospels. Um, but the thing that she's most well known for um is two things. Actually, the Mm -hmm. two things she's most well known for is that uh Jesus went and he got a bunch of demons out of her. I can't remember the number I said it was like seven, seven. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I thought seven demons and also she was there the day of the resurrection um so she was a follower of christ and she actually um served in a way that she helped pay for his ministry like she actually was someone that helped um with his ministry as there were many women that were despite the fact that most people don't talk about that because it's not really in the bible a lot because back then they were anti-women it's
0: okay we still love them that's right. Love like Jesus. Um, I love uh-huh. the story of Mary Magdalene and I resonate with her because even if we haven't felt physically, like physically having demons in us, we have to think about these other things that we struggle with anxiety, depression, addiction, um, gossiping, you know, all these other things you can relate to as these are my demons, right? And so when we really think about the story of Mag- Mary Magdalene, we can we can think, oh, it doesn't relate because I don't have demons inside of me, or we say, holy cow, I can a hundred percent relate to this. And then understanding how you know Jesus cast out those demons, and she could truly see who she was, like how was she created by God, and what was her purpose, and as we look at the people who followed Jesus, we see more and more that we could label these as broken people. Right. But understanding that was the whole point is we fit and we can learn and say, you know what, that's me. I see myself in that person. And, and this is why I am fully loved by God. And I just have to accept that and, and walk forward, understanding the magnitude of that.
1: And, and I think, um, what i really resonate with her is she she you know she was full of darkness and she was very very mm-hmm. broken and jesus brought her out of that and jesus saved her and so she loved him in a way that showed that mm-hmm. and and if we could all love jesus the way mary magdalene loved jesus like what kind of world would we live in and i think it would be such a better place because she recognized no he saved me mm-hmm. and um I think sometimes we say the word saved almost like very lightly and we don't actually realize the weight of what's behind that like without Jesus I'm spending all eternity in hell and that's not yes. where I want to spend eternity and with Jesus I get to spend all eternity in heaven with mm-hmm. Jesus with the father face to face like what a better blessing like what what that's where I want that's where I want to spend eternal life. And we are so now in a, a state where we think so temporal, like so here and now and what's happening now. And we don't think eternally. And she, I think did an amazing job showing how to, to love Jesus in a way of that. You are thinking eternally. Like I, I will spend the, the, all of my life, you know, that whole like you only live once, no, you use you if you're a Christian you you live twice because you live one here on earth and then again in heaven, and I will spend heaven spend my eternal life with Jesus in heaven. I'm gonna check
0: on my children <laughs> and I just I love understanding too that Mary was the first person that Jesus revealed himself to after he was resurrected. And if we think about it as in biblical terms, like to have a witness, it would not be to a woman and it would not be to one woman. And so to understand the magnitude that God knew what he was doing and that that Jesus was first seen after the resurrection by Mary is so powerful. You know, there's always those conversations of, you know, how do you know that the Bible is real, et cetera, et cetera, because there's certain things in the Bible that just would not have happened at that time. If it was just a story being written to say, Hey, let's make sure everything lines up perfectly with what is accepted at that time. But in reality, like that wasn't something that was accepted. So we have to really look at this being the, the truth and understanding the magnitude of having Mary be the first person to see him. And
1: not just a woman, but a woman of that, um, I don't know the word I'm looking for. Like her reputation was not exactly a (laughs) woman, like one that's held in very high regard. Mm -hmm. Like this is a woman that's not held in high regard. Um, and so the fact that she is, um, she is the first one, I I think that is one of the many ways it, it proves that it's true because if it was just a story, you'd be like James Solemn first or John, like yes. you wouldn't say yep. Mary Magdalene. Like that's not who you would have chosen by any means right. or Nicodemus. There's someone that's held in super high regard at that time. He was mm-hmm. a Pharisee. So like, that's, that's who you say, if you want everyone to believe you and that's not the case. And I, and I agree with you that, um, that I think
0: that is one of the many things that shows how true the Bible is. And I think when we reflect on Mary Magdalene, we also have to reflect on how are we being open to God using us exactly as we are, as broken as we are, as, as all of our flaws are all those decisions that we have made in the past and the present, you know, God is using us, but are we opening our eyes to saying, yes, God use me now in the state that I am, you know? When we look at her past and to see how God used Mary Magdalene is incredible. And here we sit saying, oh, I'm not good enough, or I could never believe that, or I've sinned too much. Really? Because in a lot of these daughters of grace, we have learned that many of them made bad choices. (laughs) Many of them weren't living a perfect, clean life. Many of them would have been like, excuse me, what? But that's where we can identify and say, okay. Well, looking at right now, am I allowing God to use me as I am? Am I inviting God in to soften my heart, to expose the areas that I can do better? Am I truly open to the opportunities that he is laying before me? Or am I using my humanness to stop that instead of moving in that direction? I think what is beautiful is Mary Magdalene was like, here's the opportunity. I am saying yes to you over and over and over again, because to be cast out those demons that she dealt with for so long. Imagine that freedom, that freedom that she found because of jesus and uh, there is no gratitude that is enough for hey you know this is the amount of gratitude that will feel enough for casting out seven demons right there is that multitude that that overwhelming sensation of gratitude that can never be repaid and she understands that so she is obedient and she is loving and she's like just what can i do in order to follow you because i understand you truly are the way
1: yeah absolutely and in um I lost my train of thought, but I'm sure it was really, really great.
0: Choo-choo. But at the end, we just have to realize like God is using you. He's using me. He's using ah, thank you. Yeah? Okay, go, go. I think a big key of it too is she was
1: obedient. She ob- yes. she said yes. She we, said yes. We have to obey. We have to abide. We mm-hmm. like she and she is an amazing example of abiding and obeying. She obeyed. Ab- she ab- abided in Jesus. She did not part from him. She continued to serve him and, and follow him all the days of her life. She never separated herself from Christ. She stayed right there with him. And then she obeyed what he commanded. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, oh, I'm going to sit here and listen, but, oh, but I'm not going to do. No, she obeyed and, and she, she went and she went to the tomb after he was crucified to make sure that his body was properly, um, dressed for, to, to meet the, the customs of the Jewish culture at that time. Like mm-hmm. she wanted to serve him and obey him in all those areas. And I think, I don't think it's that if you don't obey God, he can never use you. But I think that when you mm-hmm. do obey the way he can use you is so powerful and it's just magnified in so many ways. And, and so it's like, we're asking, Oh, I want to hear God. Okay. Well, are you obeying? So you can, are you, are you in your mm-hmm. word? Are you praying? Are you abiding in him and never parting from him? So you can hear him or are you just sitting there saying, Oh, I just need to hear from God I just need to hear from God. Oh, well, if you're not Waiting doing, if letter. you're not doing the abiding, he's never going to be able- Yeah. You're never going to hear from him.
0: Yeah. And I love the question that it closes, you know, you've got the three questions at the end of the daily grace study of what can I learn from Mary Magdalene's story that I can apply to my own life? Like when I think of that, I immediately go, what are the demons that I am struggling with right now that I have not given over or that I may not be aware of? And how can I sit in prayer for that and say, you know what? These are areas that I can't release on my own. And I don't think that you intend for me to release them on my own. So help me. I'm laying it all at your feet. Help me be obedient. Help me surrender. Uh, For months, I've been in that prayer of, you know show me what it looks like to truly surrender every part of me over to you and that falls in alignment with like let me look at where my demons are right like i said it may not look like these these demons that that we see in in the like the movie sense or the show sense but what are those demons that we allow into our lives that we're saying you know what, I need to release these, but I'm going to keep control because that's where comfort is, right? Some people get Mm -hmm. real comfortable with anxiety, with depression, with addictions, with, you know, gossiping, all of that, because that's a comfortable home. But what it looks like to actually ask for um, releasing of those, and how do you know what it looks like on the other side, when you've lived that way so long, and there's, there's sometimes fear in that, so there's fear in saying, what does it look like to truly surrender and let go of that and, and let God, right? Isn't that like on a mug, let go and let God? Um, and and It's a song too. Like? Okay. <laughs> like I know it somewhere. Um, and so, you know, how powerful would that be? So when I got to that question, I was like, you know what? I'm, I've am i got demons still that I need to fully give over. And I need to um, allow myself to do that because I've lived this long in the comfort of what those those have held and I'm ready to let that go over. And I wouldn't have known that had I not been able to read through the Daughters of Grace and really identify, you know, how do I see God through the story of Mary Magdalene? What was her purpose? And then how can I reflect on that and, and grow a stronger relationship with God?
1: Yeah. And for me, you know, what can I learn from Mary Magnum's story that I put my for me? It was the gratitude aspect. Like, am I yeah. serving God in a way that I am just so grateful for the, for the eternal life that he has given me, for the ways that he has healed my heart from brokenness of past, how he has
0: mm-hmm.
1: taken and revealed demons to me and helped me move away from my own sin and my brokenness. You know, how, am I living my life in a way that truly is grateful to him? of everything from this Mm -hmm. cup of coffee to my children, to my marriage, to my, to my, um, to the roof over my head to that. I get clean water every day. Like, am I truly living in a way that is showing gratitude from all of all that he has brought me from all that Mm -hmm. he is bringing me to all the ways that he is going to use me. And am I really living in in that way? And I, um, I just, Asking him to convict me in that because sometimes the answer is no. And um, I think sometimes that's even more powerful when you hear it's no because you're like, okay, how am I going to do better? How am I going to do this mm-hmm. better? How am I going to be more grateful today than I was yesterday? How am I going to really um find gratitude in the, s- the simple small things and just serve God knowing that without his sacrifice, my eternal life would have been spent in hell. Yep.
0: Yeah. And also when we talk about Mary Magdalene. I think of what it must have felt like to see Jesus as the one who cast out her demons, right? And then be a disciple and walk alongside him the whole way, all the way through to his death. Like, could you imagine being there and watching him suffer and not being able to do anything and know that this, this man is the reason that you were able to release all of that and have a better understanding and and understand that you're on your way to heaven because of you understanding the power of Jesus. But I can't imagine walking along that time, watching him suffer the way that he did.
1: And think he had 12 disciples that were all men and none of them stayed. Yes. They all left when he got captured and and crucified. Mary Magdalene, his mother, they Mm -hmm. stayed. And and I've seen the, the movie Passions for Christ and I admit like I have watched it multiple times through my fingers because parts oh. of it are just too hard to watch. And um mm-hmm. I remember seeing it in the movie theater. Um that was really hard because to see it on the did I spill coffee? I don't know. Um to to see it on the big screen, that was just like I I remember, I think most of that I didn't even watch my fingers. I just had my palms over my eyes mm-hmm. because it is hard to watch. It is very mm-hmm. hard um, to watch. And then I have to remember that he went through it. All I'm doing is mm-hmm. watching it yeah. and he went through it for me. He took that, he, he bared that burden. He bared that cross for me. And I think when we put that personal aspect on it and realize that it was, it. it is hard to watch because it's personal. Mm-hmm. Um I think it just carries a different weight with it than when we think it is just oh, it's just a movie it's it's yeah, but no, 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 he did it for you, he did it for me, um knowing that some of us he did it for those non believers that may mm-hmm. one day never actually realize what he did for them until they are in hell that will never actually have gratitude for what he did, he did it for them too, he didn't just do it for the believers he he did it when we were still sinners, and um that, that, uh, that it's a can't think there's no words to describe what that does to you when you've gotten to that point, you know, it, it, Mm -hmm. there, there, I don't know if there's a word in the English language because gratitude just doesn't seem enough or mind blowing just doesn't seem big enough. You know, Mm -hmm. um, there's other things I've seen that have been mind blowing. Uh, the first time I bought my own, my phone car, the price was mind blowing. This is bigger, (laughs) you know, like giving birth to my first child was amazing. This is bigger. Like yeah. it, it, it's, it's so much bigger than I think any word in the English language really can, can define or communicate.
0: And I agree when I watched the passion of the Christ the first time, and I truly had a better understanding of what it meant. I sat there with so much emotion and going, I really have not appreciated what Jesus had done for me this entire time, right? And it, it was just another little, okay, now I'm, I'm understanding another level. And I don't know if a few years ago, had I watched it, I would have been ready for that transformation that took place in me when I watched it the last time, because watching it made me want to go deeper in the Bible and understand why did this happen? Because I didn't truly have an understanding of that whole time period. Like all of a sudden, wait, wait a minute. I thought that we love him, but then why would they do this to him? And then under understanding all the parts around it. And I think that watching the passion of the Christ was one of the, one of the most pivotal things that I could have done in order to gain that deeper understanding and push me towards wanting to read the Bible from the beginning to understand, wait a minute. It's not just about reading the new Testament. Like this is about understanding old Testament as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, you know,
1: kind of relating it back to Mary, I think Mary really is a great example. I think they said it very well in the study of God uses people from every walk. He uses women that have felt pain and sorrow, women that have been raised in the ways of the Lord, women who have been redeemed from darkness. He uses women who are courageous enough to follow Jesus. No matter what he uses, women who have tasted his goodness and seen the power of his love. He uses women like you and me. And I think that that last paragraph in there was just really, really um, powerful because he does use all of us. He can use all of us. And oftentimes we do think, Oh, but he, you don't understand what I've done and I'm too broken or I No, he uses all of us and and there is no, um, there's not, there's not a person out there that he couldn't use. Mm -hmm. Um, dear heavenly father, thank you. Great creator, faithful creator of all things, Lord. Thank you for the example of Mary, father, God, thank you that you are just so, um, gracious and loving that you did send your one and only son, Jesus Christ to the cross for us. Even though we were still sinners, thank you that when you were creating the heavens and the earth, that you had a plan and a purpose for our lives, Lord, and that you can use all of us, any of us, um, if we just abide and obey you, Lord, in your commands. Father God, oftentimes we do um, think of ourselves as not not enough or too broken or too um, just not... N- just not able to be used, and we oftentimes do think that, oh, if I just, I just can't be used, Lord. And forgive us for doubting your greatness in those statements, Lord. For for doubting how powerful and omniscient you are in those statements, Lord. Please forgive us for ever thinking that you were not great enough to use us. Um, as we walk through today, Lord, let us find gratitude in all things. Let us sit there and really ruminate and think over the fact that you gave your son for us, Lord, and that you've given us a life that will last after this life has ended. Um, please review, reveal to us where the demons that are lying inside of us that we keep hold on because we've, we've actually created them to be our identity. Lord, please reveal those, those, those demons, those sins to us so we can let them go. We can release them. We can lay them at your feet and be have our chains broken from them, Lord, and be free, again, free in in your plan and purpose for our lives instead of, this worldly identity that we get wrapped up in and caught up in. That is nothing more than sin. Um, Father God, thank you for the blessing of this day. Thank you for your one and only son, Jesus Christ. Thank you for never forsaking us, never turning your back on us, never giving up on us, and just continuing to love us and guide us through this, Lord. Thank you that you use all things for your glory and our good. We're so blessed to be Um, in your presence. We're so blessed to be able to read your word and share it with others. And we're just so blessed that you sacrificed Jesus for us, Father God. Thank you for all that you do. And it is in your name we pray. Amen.
0: Amen. Don't forget to like, subscribe, give us a five-star rating and a little review and share with a friend. We're so um, blessed that you're a part of this mission to make heaven crowded. See you later, friends. Bye. If you enjoyed today's episode, there's a few things we would love for you to do. Share with a friend, like, and subscribe to our channel on YouTube or Apple Podcast, which has new episodes every Monday through Thursday at 8 a.m. Eastern, or find us live on Instagram on Fridays at 8 a.m. Eastern. Whatever you do, do it in faith.